Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto, and Deb is not here with us tonight, but that's all right because we have an awesome guest. He is a former Division I football player and the Director of Student Advancement for ACE, Nephi Leilao. What's going on, man? Nothing much. I'm happy to be here, so I appreciate you just reaching out for this interview, Josh. I'm just trying to you know, put everything up in good face. been a while since I did interviews like this, so it's taking me back to a good place. That's awesome. I'm sure the, the last interview you did was with a much uh, more well-respected uh, interviewer, I'm sure. Hey, now, any interviewer that you get the opportunity to interview with, they, they get just as much respect as you know somebody on ESPN, so it's all good. Hey, man, you know what? I'll take that. I'll take that. That's why we have you on the show, man. You've got that positive <laughs> energy, and you're, you're a good dude. So, <laughs> hey. so um, yeah. yeah, man. So let's, let's get started with this. So we do some warm-up questions. This, is the, this mm-hmm. is the hard-hitting stuff, so I hope you're ready. Hey, I'm ready. All right, here we go. So if you could swap lives with anybody for one week, who would it be? Ooh. Anybody, not sure. So I won't pick a professional athlete. I've had a taste of that, and it's not really him. <laughs> That's okay. I'm okay with that. I'd have to say uh, Bruno Mars. Okay, we're gonna. I had a feeling you're gonna go that direction, and we'll talk about that later. But that's a good choice. Ah, so I want to pick like uh, an a name. It's all good. Now keep no, going. That's perfect. That's perfect, man. Okay. No, I, I uh, I was just going through your your Instagram a little bit, just you know, preparing for this interview, and I know you're a music <laughs> guy. So I'm like, that was the that was the first one. I was I think it was the last one you posted, right? Silk Sonic. Yeah. Which. Yeah, yeah. Well, well done, man. I wish I could sing. I wish I could sing. You can. Uh, I see. I wish I wish it too. I posted about it, and I still wish the same thing. Like me too. <laughs> well, well, see, this is what this is what I'm talking about, man. I told you before we started recording, I get sidetracked, especially when we start talking about music. So, uh, what was, when you heard that song? What was your reaction? Man, it, uh, you know, to, for lack of a better word, like it, it, that song itself is a vibe. Now, yeah. just a very nostalgic song. It has you be, has you thinking about a lot of things. But for me, it puts me in a good and uh, a happy place. You know, I get a lot of good R&B old school vibes from it. But just yeah. like Bruno singing it, you know, I get Anderson Park in there, and then you got Silk Sonic, the whole the rhythm and then just kind of the lyrics itself and the vocals, you know, everything is pretty appreciated and you just can't help, but just kind of just relax and just vibe to that song. Man, I was, I lost my mind. I listened to it like at midnight when it came out and I was <laughs> like, what is this? And when I thought, when I first saw the, the, when I saw Anderson Pock and Bruno Mars, I'm like, Hmm, that's interesting. Right. But I was excited at the same time. Cause I'm like, I, I love both those guys. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just interested to see what they come up with. And it didn't disappoint for sure. So I'm looking forward to the album. Absolutely, me too. You know, Anderson Pock, he's really underrated. Yeah. Uh, you know, Suck Sonic, not a lot of people know about them either. And so, you know, right. everybody knows about Bruno Mars. So it's just, that's a good combo. Yeah, absolutely. So, my third warm up question, I, I'm really interested to hear uh, what you have to say, but we're going to, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, so, All question right. number two if you could make, if you could make one food healthy, for example, if you could, you know, go to the doctor and the doctor's like, 
you know, might say, Hey, you could use a lot more broccoli. Right. But instead of broccoli, he said, Hey, you could use a lot more chocolate chip cookies in your life. Like get a whole bowl of chocolate chip cookies. And like, that would be the equivalent of eating broccoli. What food would you want to make healthy? You know, it's crazy. I'm not trying to just piggyback. I really was going to say pizookies because Ooh. that right there, I, if that had to be healthy, you know, the little the $20 one, we got like five different flavors in it. Man, I'm a big dessert person. I'll eat dessert before dinner. Like that's just something that <laughs> it, it just kind of makes me want to eat the food more. So I would say when it comes to dessert, I have the biggest sweet tooth on this planet. So I would say cookies let that be my motivation and drive to kind of eat everything else in the world. But if I have to be healthy, man, don't let me get healthy and start eating cookies like that. Cause I'm going to start acting up in the summertime. <laughs> I love it, man. I just, I just like to think about that. Cause I'm a, I have a sweet tooth too. And I just, I just like to imagine sometimes like, man, if, if I went to the doctor, he's like, man, you really need to step up your ice cream. If you could do oh. that, you'd be in better. Ben and Jerry's. That's hey, what I'm saying, man. Ben and Jerry's. I'm just saying right there. That's all I need. I know. Unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. Right. So I, I, got, I got to stick to the, uh, the fruits and the vegetables and like the lean stuff, but Hey, we can hope maybe one day, one day, someone got to do it. That's right. So, okay. Here's the, here's the last song. This is actually, uh, my co-host Deb, her, her, it's kind of an infamous question on this podcast. So okay. if you could, and I'm really excited because you're a music guy. If you chose a song, she likes to call it her life song. So if you had to choose okay. one song that you felt either represents your entire life or maybe it's just the song that you feel like represents your life right now, what would that one song be? Man, well, just one? Just one. I know. That's why it's uh, tough. People hate this question and love it at the same time. Man, let me just let me go back to this. Let's see. Uh. See, it's tough, especially if this is, I'll be honest, man, this is a really tough question or a really easy question for people who love music. It goes one way or the other. And so right. it's not easy. No, it's not, man. I'm over here. I got thousands, you know, those things you got like a thousand songs you could pick from. You can't even think of the one that I right. asked you about. <laughs> uh, now I would have to say, um, Ooh, that represents my life right now. Okay. Well, I'm big on old school R&B. Um, awesome. I really do think that, you know, where I kind of enjoy singing and where I feel like, you know, my voice is categorized in this genre is R&B and old school, R&B and soul, like specifically. Yeah. Um, I would say, ooh. I would say, you know, some probably some Sam Cooke. Oh, nice. Uh, Sam Cooke will probably be good and, you know. Just the idea, just knowing that a change is going to come, like yep. it, it's it's daily motivation. It's like you know, lifetime motivation. You can think of it for your micro and macro goals, but I feel like that song itself it transcends over generations. So it'll definitely always hold that same impact and power, no matter who's singing it. So I just felt like when I sing it, it's like a different. I don't know. Uh, when I'm feeling good and I can reach for them notes that day, like that song got to come out. And I feel like, you know, me personally, I could always rely on, you know, those lyrics, but just the emotion that comes out of that song out of me to be able to sing it. Cause you gotta, you can't really shortchange it and not sing that with all you got. So yeah, I would say that. I love it, man. Hey, and I'll, I'll tell you this too. A lot of people have to come back later and, and they either switch their answer when we post the podcast and like, no, 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 I got a different one. Or they, you know, 
they just let us know if, if sometimes they can't even think of one on the spot. So well done, man. That's always a, that's always a tough question for people. So, um, yeah. cool, man. You survived the warm up question. So now we get to the, now we get to the easy stuff, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. I barely made it, but we made it. Yeah, you made it. You made it. So we like to ask everybody the same question to kick it off. And that's what, what is your athletic background? Um, you know, how did you, how did you start? How'd you grow up? And then how did you get to the place you are now? Ah, it's a great story. And I think people will never believe me when I say this. So, nice. uh, so we'll start back when, uh, up until about eight years old, uh, I had not touched any ball, any type of ball, you know, sports wise, uh, was kind of, you know, it's funny. I was kind of set on winning American Idol before that. So from <laughs> zero to seven, like that American Idol is where I wanted to be. I wanted to sit right next to, uh, you know, Mariah Carey and sing at the Grammy. So that's, nice. that literally has been, you know, my dream, uh, up until that point. So I kind of, you know, I grew up out here in Sacramento, uh, more specifically in the real area. Um, so, as I came home from school one day, you know, my parents were all big on it. My dad was a little, you know, reluctant to hear that, you know, I had nothing to do with sports. I don't want to watch sports. I don't want to, uh, you know, even just watch my cousin's games. I barely could do that. So when eight came around, brought home this little piece of paper that was just going to trial for, uh, you know, the junior nights program over here. And, you know, soon after that fall, uh, I just turned eight. And I kind of went out there, never played anything in my life. But luckily, I was able to find, um, you know, family friend, but a cousin out there, another Hawaiian kid, you know, Mitch Gums. And we kind of started this journey together. His dad coached us. So I felt a little comfortable being with another uh, Polly over there because it's, you know, ain't that many of us, you know, on this world. But here in real Linda, there wasn't that much either. So started out there and. That's and the next season after that, I started playing basketball. So those are my like, you know, first two loves, um, pretty much my main two loves. And it kind of came natural for me. You know, I was defensive player of the year, defensive lineman of the year. And, you know, I'm over here not doing stuff. It's just some poor technique all over the place. And uh, <laughs> it was just kind of running to the ball and going to go chase, uh, you know, everybody with the ball, pushing the guy in front of me out the way and just kind of getting them moving. And, you know, being I think I was what, like. 175 and it was the first start of the no weight limit league so I went by age and so that honestly when that was the first year of they call it the SYF Sacramento Youth uh, Football or Foundation um, that was the first year we did that and it was only a couple teams so I was good to kind of play people my age group instead of people my weight because I would have been playing with the high schoolers at that point I was only eight eight years old Um, so been there went cool uh, went well uh, we did well, surprisingly, as a team. I think we went to the championship and then lost. And ever since then, we just it just got better and better. And I started getting uh, better and better. And then once it got to the, you know, the winter, spring season, went to hoop. And, you know, I thought I was, should have never really been on the basketball court at that point. But, uh, hey, live and you learn. And you just got better every year. was able to go to the Little Park Rec League championship. But that just, had I known um what these two decisions were going to do for me and you know school wise it never really was too hard for me like I knew how to work hard but I always wanted to kind of change the stigma of a student athlete and be one of the smarter kids in school too and also be you know good in athletics so that always came along so I never really seen it as that I was battling with one or the other to kind of stay afloat um 
that's where it started. And then it led me to, I did all junior nights there to the Shrine Bowl a couple of times. Uh, I did all that. And then I started playing AAU with, uh, you know, the team called like the Sacramento Believers. And I played a bunch of Asian club league too. And I went to Sutter Middle School after that. Um, it's Orchard Elementary went to Southern Middle School and that's kind of where I really felt the transition for you know my last couple of years and uh, junior night so I was playing midgets you know for them and they already knew who our main guy was so everybody in the club in the league I already knew who it was so everyone's kind of game planning me and I, at a young age I started to learn how to man like they sending three dudes on me and we still you know and I'm still trying to go over there and make a play whether it's blocking a field goal or trying to get to the quarterback um you know all the way from the end position so uh dealt with that and when I got to Sutter I started to get a little better in basketball so then that started to pick up a little more and uh start to slim out and get a little taller so by that time I finally hit uh well six foot in the sixth grade so when I got to Sutter I was like six one six two for seventh and eighth grade winning some city championships. That's where I met um, another guy in here, uh, you know, Justice and DJ. And, uh, you know, we all started to go to school together at that point. Um, So it was nice that then we started all playing AU together. So this is where we all started to kind of get to know each other, but also like, oh, he played for this team, DJ played for this team, and uh, Justice played for a different team. And we kind of all played together until we actually started playing on the same team. And then everything just started to kind of keep growing uh from Sutter it's pretty good you know city championships uh 4.0 throughout middle school and it was just kind of good success on good success and basketball is like every weekend having like six games in one day two different three different uniforms so that's pretty much was uh my life going through middle school um and high school I didn't think the game was going to change like that but it, it in a good way uh, you know, it was really, we embarked on a journey that we didn't think was going to really make as much of an impact for everybody else as much as they did for us. And I think that was mm-hmm. just, you know, the blessing in it because we started out with just what, um, came into like, you know, the ACE program here at Capitol and, uh, one of the first kids to kind of be in there and, uh, nobody played football yet because just as a grade behind us. So it's me, DJ and a couple other kids and, uh, you know, Marcellus. And so we're starting freshman year, but I started a little earlier because I went to uh, start going to football workouts. And there, you know, Coach Devon brought us all in. They're expecting, you know, they know that we're hoopers, but that was the one who played football. And so when I got over there, it's kind of freshman on varsity for this. And then I started to play, you know, up to four sports at that point um, and started to hold like, you know, high GPA for that. But that transition from that eight, to high school you know it was a little it was different for me because I was coming into a Christian school and you know I definitely grew up with a lot of Christian values that were instilled by you know my parents and grandparents so um, it's not that I didn't know too much about God I just know that my walk with Christ was different so going into predominantly you know well, a heavy Christian Christ-centered environment and not really being used to kind of the language and kind of what people kind of their expectations when it comes to, you know, something as simple as like, you know, sports. Um, so I had a lot of learning and I had to acclimate. It took me a while to kind of acclimate to the system period. Um, yeah. 
summer was good, you know, unknowingly I was like the first freshman to play on the varsity team and we weren't even that good. So it was just kind of something that we just kept building up to be better and better. And, uh, you know, once I kind of made all league and started to make a little bit of noise, um, you know, in Sacramento, I was like, man, like I had to start to build confidence in myself because once I didn't know, like, I didn't have really any friends on the football team that I knew prior to this, you know, all the seniors are, you know, I'm coming in to take a senior spot. So to me, to take a senior who'd been there for three years uh, as a freshman, sometimes most of the time didn't even want to be there. Uh, you know, I started to learn the idea of adversity at a different level and to kind of just to keep building on that. And so that was my motivation daily. I started to make some more friends and then, you know, got through football. We got to hoop season and now we kind of got to finally do what we came here to do. Um, so it was freshman varsity for that and, you know, weren't making that much noise, but able to go to playoffs after that. And that's just kind of, it carried throughout the thing. And I started playing volleyball there. So it was freshman varsity for that. And then, you know, that's just kind of, I started to see this cycle. And I was like, man, like, okay, going to school, going to practice. And then I go home and I live at least 30 minutes away each, you know, from Sutter too. So I just kind of got used to, I'm going to be here. I need to put my best foot forward and be good at whatever I can do. And, and I joined choir. So I was getting used to that. So now they're seeing me the student athlete, me the football, basketball, volleyball player. And then, you know, the track and field guy to me dang, he can sing too. Dang. Nephi, Nephi, Nephi is not, Nephi is not dumb. Nephi, Nephi has good penmanship. Nephi is smart. And it wasn't something that to me, it wasn't as much of a surprise. Cause I was like, I know what I could do and I could bring to the table uh, when it came to just Nephi being in the Capitol. But it, it started to, once I started to see how everyone was reacting to stuff and I was like, man, like this is, is this surprising? Like, why doesn't everybody kind of put their best foot forward and do what they know how to do and be good at it. And so that was just kind of my daily motivation every day over there. And, you know, once you got the sophomore year, you know, justice and all of them came. So now we're all freshmen and sophomores here and, you know, football got even bigger. Um, but my first offer came from Nebraska. So then, you know, that really changed a lot of reviews for everybody. Cause then they're like, man, like who's over here at this little Christian school on 50 that nobody knows about. Cause they all go to the church and they didn't even know that the high school over here existed unless you were kind of there. So whether it was AAU practice or just stuff for, you know, the uh, school season, football, basketball, volleyball, and then track. Like I was there like every day, all day, the whole year. So year round, I was just always busy with something. And then once the summer came around, we do AAU season and all that. But uh, in terms of me, like football started to really pick up a little more, had another coaching change. And this is the time where I uh, had Coach Rams come in and uh, Coach Dre, uh, Joe Hansen from, you know, CB and Coach Grams came from Granite Bay. And from that point, like our football program was in good hands. Uh, we, me and Justice, well, Justice wasn't on varsity yet. Uh, so it was me and I got to know some of the underclassmen. There was two other sophomores on the team when I was a freshman, uh, you know, Anthony and Brandon. And so once we made that jump to now they're juniors, I'm a sophomore and everybody else is kind of the juniors who didn't play or the seniors who didn't play the year before as much. And the team pretty much was dang near like a whole new team. So the vibe was different. Uh, not saying that there were some cool seniors when I was a freshman, but to me, it just wasn't really like a healthy thing for me until they all left, had a couple of coaching changes in between, but 
um, recruitment wise, that just kind of sparked a, you know, another thing for me. So I got a little hype when seeing a letter from Nebraska, my name was spelled wrong. So I just knew there's only one Nephi in Sacramento. So I know this yeah. is, this was for me. Yeah. Um, that just kind of started, a, uh, from there, it just kind of kept coming. And then, uh, after sophomore year, that pretty much was my bigger breakout year, like, um, top players in SAC and, you know, in all Metro already is a 10th grader and, you know, they're looking at a 6'5", 260, 10th grader. And, you know, this one had a 402. Um, it wasn't really too big in the weight room, but when it came to playing, man, five ball kicks, five sacks, and then, um, you know, about like 80 tackles when it was just in 20 TFL. So that was when I was really having a little more fun. Like, and I was just kind of, and I was moving. Like, yeah, it yeah. felt good. Um even though I didn't lift as much, I started to understand that, listen, like your weight room strength doesn't dictate, uh, you know, your strength on the field. So even though I was still learning how to do, you know, have better technique each play, like I started to kind of really start feeling myself a little bit. And I was like, man, I'm just ready to play. It really does not matter who we play, when we play. I just kind of wanted to get out there and go. So I'm doing all this as a DN coming from being one of the only returners. And everyone's kind of having all their eyes on me at this point because after sophomore year, like, all the offers started coming in. Like, this is when I finally got the one for, I wanted to go to Stanford like my whole life uh, since middle school. So that was really my biggest punch. And I was like, man, when I get there, I want to stay close to home. I'll just go right up to Palo Alto. I need something that has a balance of uh, academics and athletics. And, you know, what, what can Nephi bring to the table? So what, what's respected? What Where do I fit in? And then like kind of what can I contribute? So since eighth grade, I was like, man, that's what we're going to do. I can't pay for college. You know, we weren't really financially, you know, able to do a lot of things, but my parents definitely did a lot for me since I'm an only child too, which is also unheard of to be in a Polynesian, you know, family. And they got a bunch of siblings and I do not. So, but I had like a million cousins. So they made up for, you know, I I referenced them as my sibling. So the support always there, you know, for my grandparents, my cousins, uh, extended family, uh, the immediate family and especially my parents. So I relied a lot on them when, you know, they let me do what I wanted to do. And so I never really felt any pressure. I just kind of had this itch to get better and, and what can I do to get better? But then I learned at a younger age that, man, like anything I do, the first thing that people say, they're like, man, like your parents raised a good kid. And I'm thinking, I'm like, dang, doesn't anybody have you know, then everybody's supposed to do this, you know, like, uh, I don't know, acting right and being respectful. And those are some of the, you know, the intrinsic qualities that, you know, reflect, you know, our Polynesian, our Samoan culture, but our Polynesian background, you know, in whole. So then I'm like, hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. Our parents are amazing. And we're just going to keep it pushing and just keep seeing what we can keep doing and keep elevating. And so half sophomore year, you know, pretty much the whole Pac-12 uh, had offered me at that point and we got to hoop season and more offers are just coming in because I never ha- talked to you before so it's just wow. really you know every time Nephi got called to the office they know Nephi is not the one getting in trouble so they just know that some other schools care or you know I just have boatloads of mail coming in every day and it just yeah. I think they just kind of coach Graham's office just became the mail room they just knew all these stacks were just for me so it was funny it was a joke to kind of keep living on and I'm talking with you know 
other people in my school and you know uh, because the school was so small like I just felt like you know bro, there's no reason that you shouldn't know everybody's name from our transfer students to our foreign exchange students to students you see literally every day no matter the grade and that was one of the things I liked so much about capital is that you could be a freshman and talk to a senior and it, there's no you know the typical movie stereotypes that you know fall within those you know boundaries so I like that about it. And at the same time, like I got used to kind of being more open about God and being like, you know, in sports a little different because every athlete kind of a majority of them, they, you know, are really public about it and pretty open, which is nice. And so you could be, you know, secure in your walk with Christ, but also like, you know, it was it wasn't like it wasn't not cool to kind of like, you know, be open about, you know, praying before the game or, you know, showing respect to the man above and just kind of giving him thanks any way you could, whether it's making a play or, you know, thank you for watching me over on that test. You know, it really didn't matter. So it, it was cool because that's what I was getting out of Capitol every day. And I started to see little by little, um, you know, it stacked up each more every day. Hoop season came around. Um, so it's me and all the guys you pretty much know at this point. And we won the school's first, um, you know, section title. So that was pretty cool to do at a young age because that was a journey nobody else was able to embark on. And that was just like, you know, we're going, they're going as we're going. And so that was cool. I think that really helped, um, you know, put capital on the map because then they're like, wow, like this D5 school could really play with honestly anybody. And so as we got better, you know, as a team, everybody individually wanted to step their game up each year and in pretty much each game. So we wanted to, all right, let's see what we could do next and uh, just kind of keep that pushing and just elevate individually because we know that our camaraderie as a team is just something that whether we got a new coach or we had a new system that wasn't going to change how we felt about each other that was from football basketball volleyball track and field and so me it's just kind of awards start to come you know academic quality you know honor roll deans list all these kind of things just started to keep falling in my lap and I just started to you know reap some of the benefits that I was kind of sowing and uh, so kind of having all that come and God watching over me each step of the way hearing from people I never heard of in my life but they know my name doing all these random interviews and everyone wants to see you know what's what's in my food <laughs> what am I drinking those differently it's seriously kinda, that's crazy like everyone so this kind of just keeps going on and <laughs> junior year comes and we pretty much we're there now so nationally all these rankings come out after sophomore year and they just keep getting better and better everyone wants me to come to all these camps from arrivals five-star camps to some of the you know ncs stuff here in town and just a lot of scout things and i wasn't pretty big on going to the showcases like i barely went to the school camps like i only went to you know the camp for usc but visited ucla in that same weekend went to oregon state's camp then went to visit oregon and then the only camps that I went to more than once were the ones at Stanford because uh, that's where I was going to go um, and even in all this you know my uncle he's been the strength uh, he's the strength director at Utah he's actually transitioned from the strength coach for football to the strength director for all of athletics uh, he's been there since like probably 01 so when it came to recruitment for there like I mean uh, he's putting out my name a little more but it was just starting to turn into a conversation there like I need to find out who this this big Samoan kid in this little school, you know, who it was. Um, so a lot of blessings came out of that. You know, I was excited for not only myself, but 
parents are excited, you know, my family, and then, you know, everybody at Capitol too. Like it was, it was cool to kind of hear like, dang, like, who's Nephi, who's Nephi, but Nephi, Nephi, Nephi is more than football guy, basketball guy, volleyball guy, track guy, the, 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 the stellar student and all that. And I'm like, I'm just doing what I know how to do and uh, what God was giving gifts to me to do. So I just felt like if I didn't really do my best to succeed, I would be, you know, shortchanging him. So he could take it away at any time. So it started more awards started to come more recognition in the sack B for a lot of different sports. So um, it wasn't a popularity contest. It just started to kind of happen. Like I'm just kind of, people are sending me clips on TV from games and I'm just like, didn't even know they were there filming. I was just there just to yeah. play the game. Like it was a random Tuesday, Thursday night. And, um, so I was definitely enjoying a lot of my experiences with, you know, my friends who now are just, you know, who turned into my family and uh, all my family at Capitol too. So it was nice. And senior year comes around, but now I was able to, you know, top recruit in the nation as U.S. Army All-American. So that was nice. It's, and nobody really knew what that was and neither did I. So I'm over here picking between all the games and I like, oh, so there's the Unarmor game, got the Semper Fi game, we got the Polynesian Bowl and I'm like, we got the Army Bowl and I was like, wow. So I guess which one's the most prestigious one and, you know, I think my dad, his more his role yeah, he took more so you know in my journey and uh, although they were both involved in school and sports but he took the sports role and my mom took the school role so it that's kind of where you know their balance came and so we kind of set our decision on that and um just, you know after all these letters and all these offers coming from different coaches in the country i was like wow like this is really what it's like and you know i think i still have some of those stacks of the letters from there, maybe a little bit, but just to kind of keep it for memorabilia. Um, yeah. But I actually still have, you know, those jerseys from the All-American thing, but uh did that ceremony, picked the game. And, you know, at this point, like everybody knows about me and the whole country, uh, our basketball team, everybody's kind of excited for that. Cause then we had me and, you know, just as we're getting recruited, you know, DJ's already about to sign to Michigan. And we had another guy, um, one of my other friends, you know, Tyler Shimpy, signed to play D1 baseball at Texas and everyone wow. else getting recruited for a lot of different sports and stuff, for all, you know, just from all these uh, two classes, but just in our whole school. And got a lot of my other friends who were able to kind of, you know, get that touch on recruitment. And everyone wants to like, it was so funny because now we're, we're competing, but it was healthy competition. Like, all right, you get that offer, I get this offer. You get to come with me on my visit. Like, you know, it started to turn into that. So. Yeah, uh, I know Justice came with me on a couple of my visits before, some unofficials, and it, we just started to joke because we're going to watch a UC Berkeley UCLA game, and you know when you get offered from both of them on the field, but you're going to go visit these schools, <laughs> it just started. It was so funny because they were like, yeah. "All right, so if I do it, you do it." Next game, he gets offered, so it started to turn into a lot of those, and we made a good fun about it, but it didn't really ever. There was never any tension. There was no like, you know, jealousy about who's succeeding, whatnot. But every time when it was time to kind of come together and, you know, in a hoop uh, specifically or just do any of the other sports that we had or even just going to school, like, you know, we're just kids, 16, 17, 18 year olds, just kind of it's all we knew how to do and just kind of live yeah. our life as best as we could. So after that came, um, you know, basketball team, <laughs> one of the top for sure in Sacramento, but definitely in NorCal at this point. Now we're beating nationally ranked opponents. You know, Atawanda, Westchester, 
going to Greeley, winning that, going to uh, Chicago and winning that tournament and, you know, playing a lot of the top players here in Sacramento in the Sac High tournament and, you know, just kind of putting ourselves in a good position to kind of keep succeeding. And we just kind of, we're just having fun out there. So it's definitely memories I'll always cherish forever. I watch that film from hoop season and football season like all the time. Any film that I have from back in the day, whether it was AAU, Asian Club, or, you know, Capital, like, I'll watch it and, and just to see how far we've grown from there and just I'll post some of the highlights and tag, you know, all the guys in it. We just kind of laugh because, man, now it's about to be pushing to be almost 10 years ago now. But yeah. it, it's just something that we'll definitely cherish forever uh, recruitment-wise. After the Army game, I flipped my recruitment from Stanford because of a coaching change. Uh, Derek Mason was a DC at Stanford at that point. And I've known him for him since I was like, what, 14? Yeah. And I kind of knew what I was going into um, after they offered me at the camp. And so when he flipped my hit, hit my commitment, oh, when I flipped my commitment, he went to Vandy. You know, I wasn't really thinking about anything outside the West Coast. So, uh, yeah, we had an in-home visit with him. I took a couple other officials to Stanford and Berkeley. Um, but, I, you know, the long and short of that is that I just pretty much had a better time and I was able to kind of, it still was hard transition for me, but I was just like, man, I was so reluctant on that visit to Vandy. It, well, first I kind of was just thrown on the plane. They kind of, my dad kind of just didn't tell me that's where we were going. So I kind of thought I was going to play in a hoop turn or play in our, you know, hoop season. Yeah. What that Friday, but Thursday after Wednesday night, after our practice uh, for basketball practice, he said, we need to hop on a flight at like four o'clock to go visit some family out of town. I said, okay, well, are we going to be back for the game? Like, uh, kind of have stuff that I wanted to do too, you know, senior year. I wanted to just kind of, that's the last time I was going to play basketball officially. Then I wanted to be a part of everything about it. Got on that plane, started to, sat on there and I looked at, we were going to Nashville, it was at BNA National. I said, Ah, man, I didn't talk to him at all the whole flight. I didn't didn't talk to him for nothing unless I needed something or I was hungry. I was so mad at him because I was just like, I know he didn't just sneak me on this plane. Actually, how I really found out is that uh, people from Twitter, like fans from Vandy fan base had sent me the post from Twitter for this last official because I took this official before signing day, literally the weekend before. And really how I found out before I even seen the flight is that they were sending me or tagging me in like these posts about things. And I'm looking at her like oh, Danny no. Dose, huge visitor. And it's my, uh, my little profile pic from the army bowl, like the, the nice Jersey, uh, uh, ceremony pic. And I'm looking, I'm like, I know we are not going to go visit this school. I just told you, I didn't want to leave to go to man. man. And that the one thing after another at five o'clock in the morning, I was just a little much for me. So, well, it's like one of those guys that gets, uh, you know, traded and they find out on Twitter they got traded to a different team. It's basically the same thing, man. Brutal. <laughs> so, man, and I'm just, I'm looking, I'm looking at this and I'm looking at him and, I'm, and there's nothing going on. It's like, he doesn't even see it. So I'm looking, I'm just scrolling down and I'm like, wow. So you, so did you say we're going to visit family or we're going to go visit the school? Cause I think they're waiting for me. So obviously they said that we we're coming because I didn't tell nobody we were coming. So uh, you know, and all this was another, you know, representation of a blessing of God because I definitely that's how you know it's an example of him working in mysterious ways because I definitely was not expecting that. Yeah, everyone could tell when I got 
there that I was a little, little reluctant for the visit and my attitude was just on a hundred and I just was not trying to be there. It was raining. I didn't like the rain. The flight was, it was two flights and it was like already four or five hours and I was just hating everything about it. And so after we got there, um, second night came and everyone's asking me, are you good? You good? And I was like, you know, I'm cool. Like um, everyone's asking me about, damn, like, I think at that point they were like, you know, you're the you're Randy's highest rated recruit in history of recruiting. I said, it's great. Thank you for letting me know. I just like, was not uh, cool. You know, yeah. You can say, yeah. <laughs> they gave me all these cookie pizza, these pizza cookie thingies. And like, I'm like, thank you so much. And I'm rooming with somebody I didn't even know. And then I was just like, man, <sighs> on top of that, I was rooming with a, a, you know, a guy that I, he wasn't even committed there. Neither was I. And we were just kind of all laughing about the same thing. I was like, hey, what are you doing out here? Shoot, I don't even know. It just kind of, two kids from California all stayed together. It, it was a mess. So yeah. uh, what wasn't a mess was the Saturday um, of that, the weekend, the Saturday of that visit. Um, you know, I don't know how it did it, but what really changed it for me is that, you know, these are guys I didn't, I wasn't recruited with. You know, the class changed uh, quickly because Mason was the, um, you know, head coach over there now. So there's a lot of people who were in that recruiting class who didn't, you know, who went with James Franklin after that. So we pretty much started this class from scratch. So all these guys in here, you know, we were just kind of vibing to have a good time. And it really kind of seemed like, man, we should have, I should have felt like this when I was committed to all the guys with Stanford. So mm. Christian McCaffrey, Solomon Thomas, you know, these Simmons, and there's just a bunch of people over there yeah. that, big name people we all actually kind of met at the army bowl up there in san antonio um and we were talking about you know our officials literally the weekend after we finished that game and i just didn't really feel like i don't know like it didn't really feel as welcoming as like you know i could see myself here as like a home you know long term so it was just kind of like all right cool but i have andy i was just so mad at myself because then i was just at at odds with myself because I'm like, man, I came here hating it. Then I'm having a great time with the people that I'm going to go in with and just kind of see what Nashville has to offer, you know, the next four years for all of us. And just, it was just so genuine. And, and the people who, you know, were hosting me became some of my better friends because you know, we were all in the same position group. So, uh, it, man, you couldn't have really, it was literally night and day from, you know, when I got there the night before to that next night, you know, over here singing in the players lounge, you know, eating a bunch of things, playing games, watching everybody's highlight tapes. And that's actually how I really kind of started. And then, you know, just wow. going to kick it with the guys on the team at school. It was just kind of, man, this is actually pretty tight. Uh, the next day I kind of silent committed, um, but I wanted to make my announcement um, on signing day and kind of do the whole, you only get one of these. So I wanted to be able to pick a hat out since everyone was going to be there and kind of watch anyway. So I wanted to kind of do some, big things on top of the big things that were already being done. So uh, the next Wednesday came around, pulled the hat out from underneath the table. And you know, it was just a big moment for me and my family, but then like, you know, my family at Capitol, cause it's like, no one's ever done it before. This is kind of the recruitment scale wasn't as big. You know, some of the guys, most of the players are going to smaller Christian schools throughout California. It's just, it wasn't the same. So it was just a good journey to kind of be on and be able to have everybody who I was with every day in this little school um, be a part of that. So that was pretty nice. And um, as we finished senior year, 
won our third section title, went on to, you know, make it the final four in the state. And we went to open. Some days I kind of wish that, you know, we would have known what it was like to win a state title in any division before open was created. But yeah. it, it, I think that, you know, we would have shortchanged ourselves had we not went to open because at that point, like went undefeated at home all year, won all these tournaments or kind of came close in the championship game, losing by under three to seven points. And actually the Palm Springs tournament, when we played our most ranked opponents uh, at Awanda Westchester and then the team from other team from Washington, they played two of those games, the championship game and the semifinal without me because I had went to San Antonio already. So that just kind of showed the true, you know, how, how strong our team was even without me. And so it was just kind of, it's kind of nice because if I was there, we definitely would have won that tournament. So that would have been nice, but it just kind of, it definitely showed how impactful um, our whole team of that was and how strong our bond was just to kind of hold it up for, you know, if I was out, someone else got to step up and that's pretty much how, you know, we kind of vibed off each other each game and, had a successful season, lost to Bishop O'Dowd in the final four game. Mm. Um, so it was, you know, it was a respectful team to lose, but, you know, nobody likes losing. Me and right. Justice fouled out, so I'm pretty sure everyone could see how the <laughs> game was going for us. So Yeah, sure. Uh, and then for what, we finished off with volleyball and track and what, it was league MVP for shot and disc. And there was something that I didn't really train too much for and was making all league in volleyball, and, you know, even being in all the Optimus games for three of those sports where uh, actually we didn't get to be, well, me and DJ didn't get to be an option for the basketball Optimus game since we kind of already um, had other stuff going on. So just to kind of be nominated or being picked for, you know, more than one sports Optimus game, I took pride upon that. And yeah. uh, after hoop season, I just wanted to kind of just finish and have a good time and enjoy what the rest of the senior year had to offer and just kind of, graduating high school so everyone looks forward to the cap and gown day and you know it was a, that was a moment a memorable moment but after that uh well uh the grad night i left right afterwards and went to vandy so i didn't really have time to really sit and enjoy what the summer was or for the grad party i literally left the night after oh man um sorry i feel like i'm just talking so much but i know we didn't even get to college yet but if there's anything or questions on in between, like it's probably just let me know. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's awesome, man. Like I think everybody's gonna be tuning into this to hear your your journey, man. And like you said, it's filled with a lot of a lot of crazy stuff. Like you said, going from you know gr growing with this group of of athletes that you you know travel with, and just seeing how you know all of the you know different guys you went to school with got recruited to different sports. I mean, it's just a, a wild thing, and so now the stuff that you're doing with, like, I want to, I want to talk to you about your college experience too, but like, I have to, since we're still talking about high school, I want to ask yeah. you about what you're doing now with ACE because it's wild. Like I didn't, I didn't realize this. Cause I, I think when I was working, when I was working for ACE, um, I don't think our paths crossed very often. I think I met you a couple of yeah. times, but uh, yeah. I, I didn't know you. I didn't know you well at all, but I, it's hard to miss a guy like you cause you're a big dude on a, on a small campus. But, um, <laughs> you know, I didn't realize that you were the first ACE student, which is pretty sweet. And then now going full circle to what you're doing now, like how, it's obvious that you loved your school and you loved your high school experience. So how special was that to be able to come back? And then why don't you explain a little bit about what you, what you do with ACE? Yeah. Uh, so uh, director of student advancement at ACE uh, back in 2010, 
you know, 11 years ago, it's crazy that, uh, you know, um, you know, I was one of the first to have that opportunity to be a part of this program, but be a part of this program that was able to support me to be at Capitol. You know, when I came, everything that came from, you know, just being at the school, the dress code, uh, you know, the food, the books and tuition, like that was all new to me. But I just knew that, you know, um, you know, growing up, I, I didn't I don't necessarily like so much that, you know, I don't want people to kind of go out their way for me if I, you know, if I couldn't really return it. And, you know, at four, four, 15 or 14 to 15, I was like, man, like, I can't really pay for all this right now. So I need to find other ways that I could kind of, you know, what to do in exchange for this um, to kind of continue to, you know, to show thanks for this opportunity. And um, so shout out to Phil Oates and Shireen and Mel and John Hahn. Like, I just kind of, even though, you know, Mel and Shireen weren't, I mean, Mel and John weren't there at that time, but Shireen was, and this all started from, you know, Coach Phil watching the blind side. Like I joke about it. And it's like the presidents of this, president of this program uh, is, you know, it's on the blind side. So the fact that it was based off that, and then you had this big old Samoan kid kind of coming in and being the first one to, you know, take on that journey and you know i don't i don't think anybody expected to the program to grow as much as it did up until this point but um just sharing that success and it was nice and you know i joke about i call us the blind psych a bunch because (laughs) it's pretty much you know what we are and it's just so funny because for them not having you know no other polynesians and you know at that time i was the only one who played football in the program um and it just kind of there was just a lot of different perspectives that I had that nobody really knew at that point. So I kind of, we're all going at this and during the headlights kind of, but you know, we're taking, we take one good step and let's work to take another good step forward. So I feel like like the program definitely has grown into, you know, it's blossomed into a beautiful thing today. Um, So in terms of my role in ACE now, like, you know, student advancement, pretty much all that entails is kind of working on things that would really advance a student or slash student athlete um, and kind of giving them some those type of advancement tools to advance not only, uh, you know, currently, but at the next level, you know, academically and athletically, but also just in life period. So when it comes to interview workshops, you know, career fair, uh, you know, workshops and um time management workshops and financial aid stuff a lot of these things that you know I kind of wish that we knew you know before going to college but you know when we were going through the recruitment you know thing Shireen was going through it with me you know first going around too so that was everyone's first try and thank god we uh you know hit the money on it and so when uh you know DJ was going through his and Tyler was going through his and Justin was going through his like we all kind of had an idea but you know, I kind of was the first one to take on that thing. And it's just funny because growing up, like, you know, sometimes I never knew why, but I just kind of always ended up being the captain in, oh, sorry about that. Oh, you're good. You're, you're good. good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, I was going to be the captain and it wasn't like, I felt like I was better than anybody. I just kind of always wondered why, uh, why me like I definitely I'm here to play I'm here to support and you know we're all good friends and all that but I started to see that role you know unfold differently in other ways like you know when Nephi's having a bad day everybody knows that Nephi's a little off this day and 
uh, it was funny because one of the other, you know, my close friends in the program too, Tyler Jennings, had told me that, yeah. you know, Nephi, like you're just kind of, you're so influential. So everything that you do and some of it was kind of, you know, something that was out of your power in terms of, you know, recruitment and the media, like that thing spreads like wildfire and it goes so fast. So it's just kind of like, you know, I had to really understand that whatever you're doing, good or bad, everybody is watching and you never really know. So it's kind of like the days where I felt a little off, everybody knew. So I just thought I thought about it like, uh, you know, as simple as a captain role, like, hey, my teammates really put me in this position to kind of, they felt like I can help them lead to succeed. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to do what I know, but I'm going to make it even to the point where I'm not going to ask them to do anything that I wouldn't do. And, and if I'm going to take on this, you know, this, this head on, we're all going to go and we're going to get there. And there's not going to be, no one's going to get left behind. So I definitely was raised in a very family oriented culture too. So I put that in sports and in school and even just in choir too. So it really didn't matter what the situation was. That's kind of how I saw things. So, you know, I wanted to kind of bring that and, you know, we were all in the program and there's this little bunch of kids who was able to kind of, do a lot in the community, uh, in the capital community, the Sacramento community, but also just kind of in the country. And so to kind of showcase that, and I just wanted to be like, well, we have, we need to be able to do something to show these kids now, regardless if they're in the program or not, because everybody's watching and knows about it, that it really doesn't matter where you come from and, you know, kind of where you're at, you put your best foot forward and do what you know how to do and keep elevating to be better someone's going to notice. And I think at this program, because no one really knew so much about capital anyways, before we got there. And now a lot of people can't start talking about it, which is good. And especially, you know, the program. And so I just wanted to be able to contribute everything I knew up until this point. I mean, the first college graduate, not only in my family, but, you know, for the program and from number 14 school in the country, anchor down, baby. Yeah, uh, just kind of, it was just kind of really, it was just a happy moment because that and the way I decorated my office, they're just kind of showcasing the journey I went on up until this point, but I'm about to be 26 in August, you know, just 25 years uh, up until that point, or what was it like, what, 16 years, you know, in terms of the sports journey, you know, there was just a lot going on for them. I didn't want to miss out on the opportunity, so I wanted to be able to do everything and do all of it, and, you know, I kind of had you know, I was representing a culture, representing a, a small school culture and representing like, you know, the capital of California at a lot of the time. So wherever I went, they just kind of knew so much. That I wanted to make sure that anything I did, whether it's an interview, radio interview, uh, even if I was just talking to fans or kids at different camps um, or just parents who reached out to me on social media or anybody who reached out to me on there that I just kind of would able was able to kind of do something that could help them but even if it just helped one person that i know i would be satisfied but to kind of keep pushing on these lessons and stuff that i learned from you know my old heads or mentors and you know even people of my own age and other peers that if it was a lesson to be learned that i pushed that on so i won't be selfish and hold that to myself so that's kind of what i looked at in joining the ace team and are them allowing me to kind of join that team so it was pretty nice um to be able to do what I knew know how to do and what I've done. And it's just like something you don't even consider to be work. So 
And we're at this point, we're just talking so much about life, life after capital, life after, you know, college and school and sports and what to expect. And those are some things that, you know, they call it the 1% for a reason, because not a lot of people get the opportunity to experience a lot of these things, even just as far as just recruiting. Right. Um, so it's just really nice to be back in, back in back at home, literally, uh, and back in my home, my capital, um, and being uh, being with a great team and a great leader in Shireen and uh, just kind of being able to impact the kids in a different way now. And I think it's been going really well. That's awesome, man. I love hearing that. And it's, uh, it's even though this is our first time really talking, it's pretty, and I think all of our listeners are going to be thinking the same thing. It's pretty easy to understand why they would want you as a part of the team because you have that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have that positive, positive energy and you have all of that experience. And I think when someone like yourself, and you said it a little while ago, like you understand the, the, the weight or the burden that you kind of carry, whether it be for your, your poly culture, whether it be for the school that you represent, whether it be for all of the, uh, you know, students and the student athletes that you're trying to mentor and guide through, like you understand the weight of that. And I think sometimes people don't, right. They think, oh, it'd be cool to, you know, it'd be cool to mentor some students, but like, I don't think everybody unfortunately knows what that really means, right? Like they don't understand mm-hmm. the weight, the weightiness of that. And it's clear that you do. And so I imagine that if a student comes into the ACE program and they, they walk into the ACE suite, which is a fun environment and they see your face, you know, and your energy, like, that's gotta be a fun thing. And it's gotta be a really positive thing for them. So even if they're having a bad day, they mm-hmm. see, they see Nephi, it's like, Oh, you know what? Like I can, I can count on being in a space with, with Shireen and Nephi and John and Melanie, because we know that there's this group of people that really love us and care about us. And so that's wow. huge, man. That's huge when it comes to, you know, everything you're doing as far as student advancement, right? Like if they, you hear it all the time, and it's something that we say a lot on this podcast is when you, when you know that athletes or when athletes know that they're loved by their coaches, that's huge, man. Like they're going to, yeah. they're going to be willing to push themselves further because they know they have someone in their corner. And it's obvious, man, that you're, that's what you're doing. And that's what, you know, that's where your heart is. So appreciate what you're doing, man. Yeah, no problem. At the end of the day, God was able to give me these opportunities. So I didn't want to really shortchange myself and want to be able to do everything that he's given me. He was blessing me gift wise to, you know, spread it out and help somebody else. Cause it would make no sense to kind of go through all of that, not be able to kind of pour into the kids and, you know, even to some adults too, who still ask about certain things for their kids who may not probably aren't in the program or yeah. they go to a different school and something like that. So it's kind of, you never know where it's going to come. So it's really crazy to kind of hear those different avenues. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's really for the kids. And as long as they know we love them, because I being on the other end of that as a kid in the program, and I'm like, man, like, I, I want to do better, not only for myself and my family, but for the people of this program, because they're really being able, they're supporting us to do we are we're able to eat we're able to you know, buy by the dress code i'm a big kid so i wasn't really able to really shop at some of these stores yeah. to do the whole khakis and collared shirt thing like they don't have khakis long enough they barely have collared shirts big enough but i was starting to get a little bigger so i'm over here reaching 300 pounds and i'm not a 1x anymore that they stopped selling in the stores so everything past that i got to get from somewhere else and it's more expensive so a bunch of other things. So I was just kind of able to just to able to support us on the fun stuff at Capital too, whether it's the retreats or, or uh, honestly anything, whether it's kind of participating in the choir events and all the little fees that came with that even sports too. So uh, it's just nice to kind of have that support. That's literally like 
two minute walk away from, you know, campus and be able to kind of, you know, this suite wasn't there when we were there, but, you know, a lot of us have been able to come see it since then. So it's just kind of nice because they were like, wow, well, we know we wouldn't be in school if this suite was here, but Hey, <laughs> as long as we kind of, we started from nothing, uh, yeah. you know, Shereen's little office in the church to what it is now. And actually you need to come visit now because it's even better than it was, you know, just last week. So oh, I miss it, man. Actually, we were, uh, we were actually recording there. We were in, before oh. the pandemic, we were recording there and I miss it, man. Cause people would be like, Hey, this is a dope studio. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not ours, but yeah, it is dope. We, we appreciate you guys letting yeah. us use it. So it's, um, it's amazing. And the, well, and the funny thing, and I don't know if you knew this, but when I was working with, uh, when I was working with, um, Shireen and combine and all that, I was actually, uh, I just sat on the other side of her desk. It's not even a, not even a place uh, where I was supposed to be sitting. Like I just had like a little chair between the bookshelf yeah. and her desk. And that's where I did my work. So I, I remember how tiny that office was. So it is crazy to see yeah. how far they've come since then, man. It's uh, yeah. yeah, it's incredible. So, Hey man, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I want to be respectful of your time. And like I said before, man, yeah. I appreciate you, you coming through. So I just got a couple more questions. Uh, yeah. Obviously we're still dealing with this pandemic situation. And I know it's been my wife's a teacher, uh, Deb, who's my co-host. She's also a high school yeah. teacher. And so I know, um, you know, it's been incredibly difficult and frustrating for teachers, administrators, students, uh, coaches, athletes, everybody. So from your perspective, obviously you're dealing with students every single day, but you're also having to navigate this crazy pandemic. Like what's that been like, what's been the most challenging thing. And then maybe like, what is a Sounds weird, but what's been a positive that has come from the situation? Uh, challenges. There's a bunch. Yeah. Uh, numerous <laughs> challenges. It feels like yeah. there's a challenge every day. So I think that the challenges uh, definitely outweigh some of the, you know, positives, but, you know, it, the what is good about the challenges that we're able to kind of overcome them every time we've had them. So yeah. uh, I guess, you know, during the course of the pandemic, there hasn't been as many students on campus, but still enough uh, students who still chose to do or, um, you know, take part in remote learning while we were able to come on campus. Uh, just being a little more aware about little things like, you know, before all this, you know, folks would kind of come to work or school you know, with a little cold enough or something and not really think too much about it. And so now we're at the point where you even think about how, you know, probably sneezing or, you know, having your nose drip on something like, yeah, stay home and just kind of be, you know, more cautious about, you know, other people that you're around every day. So I just think that because we were one of the only schools to kind of have in-school sessions as early as we did and still able to be, you know, take part in that and follow all COVID protocols efficiently. I think that was pretty nice, but it was definitely, it was work every day. So even all the way to, you know, making it through the day and having them, you know, the students come after school, um, it's, it's been cool. But, you know, like you said earlier, it was, it's nice to kind of have a place and be in a place where they feel so comfortable just be themselves and just relax and just breathe and not have to kind of worry about anything in school or practice or anything. And then that's the little break that, you know, they get in the day. So uh, like I just kind of fell into the positives, but I, I, that's what I think, you know, even the positive is about it because we're able to appreciate the little things, even a little, you know, more little right. than that every day, even yeah. just being able to go somewhere and have somewhere to be and not have to be stuck at home because it works for some people, 
doesn't work for a lot of people. And, you know, when I started coaching there too, before I got the job at ACE, while I was volunteering before I officially got the position, like even just, you know, sports wise, coaching football since June and following all these COVID protocols every week, taking temp checks and doing all that to where we had our club season and we had the official high school season. There's a bunch going on every day. So sure. I just think it's really cool to um, allow the students to kind of be able to take part in or have a sense of normalcy in some aspect, you know, whether it's just showing up to school, but at least getting to see their friends and it's, it's different every day. So um, that's what I think, you know, negative and positives of all that is, but you know, uh, I'm really big on taking it day by day. So all of yeah, it is awesome. kind of, uh, um, so no, sorry, someone's, um, my aunt was calling me. I thought make sure she knows that I'm kind of busy. No, it's all um, good, man. It's all good. Yeah. No, that's, that's been cool. I just don't want to miss anything from college that we didn't get to talk about yet, but no, I would think that that definitely is a, it's been cool. And just for us to be actually just be there on campus and having them be an outlet for them. It's pretty nice to be experiencing that every day. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, cause you're right. I don't want to, I don't want to skip the college stuff either. I was, I was just about to wrap this thing up, but you're right. I completely missed that, which is in my notes and like just skip, went, flew right past it. Um, so when you went to, when you went to college and you, and you had that whole experience, like what was, let's just start here. What was your favorite moment of your college career? Like when you were playing? Uh, playing wise, you know, just play, playing the best of the best every week. It, it uh, you know, my biggest thing, I didn't want a red shirt. And I kind of wanted to go in and play regardless of where I was at, but I just knew I was about to work, but I wanted to be part of the freshmen that kind of are in the rotation and we weren't really deep at D line. So it was just, I fell into a good position. Um, I started a few games, but I didn't necessarily kind of start like that freshman year. So that didn't come to sophomore year, but when camp came around, I started, you know, I was rolling with the one. So it was like, there was probably like nine D linemen and three incoming D line freshmen. So me and two other guys. Um, so, you know, early point I was like, man, like, I, I may not be too big in the weight room right now and my numbers could definitely increase, but I wanted to go out there and play. Like when camp came around, I knew I had to take this a little serious, more serious. And I didn't usually do that at Capitol in high school in terms of taking practice seriously. So <laughs> taking practice like a game and the game was supposed to be way easier than practice. That was something that stuck with me for a while. So throughout college, that was my main motivation and just making sure to get better every day, but having everything filmed and not just the game, I started to see where, you know, when it came to the loafs and cleaning up technique and, you know, when it came to indies and one-on-ones, man, we watch everything. Like, and the film is just so long, just kind of, yeah. but, you know, I was able to elevate and grow as a player as we went on. So um, my favorite thing after that was, you know, when it came to the games, traveling and, you know, being a part of the one. So for going on the bus or the plane, you know, the the O-line, D-line, tight ends, and then like some of like the top players on the team, if we were flying somewhere, like say we're going to Florida or whatever, we'd sit in first class. So that was nice. Oh, that's it's cool. kind of nice to be one of the young cast to be up there. And you just kind of know where you're sitting and all the gear. Christmas in, uh, in the summertime was always nice. Yeah. Um, and then, it, you know, it was just good to go out and go throughout that and, you know, college, you know, started a little rocky. It was cool, though. Like, I think we started at like a 3-8. And that 3-8 just started to really fluctuate all the way to, you know, 3-2, 3-6, 3-4, 3-7. You know, it was, 
because it, it was a journey. So I started to understand that, hey, I'm, I'm at a, this, what, Harvard, they call it the Harvard of the South in Music City. Nashville's a beautiful place, definitely a place that everyone needs to visit. But yeah. I started to understand, I was like, man, like all these kids, they were the valedictorians and salutatorians of their own school. And the acceptance rate started to drop under like, what, 9% every year. It just got lower and lower. So then I was like, man, I really need to, I thought I was, you know, I learned where I was on the academic scale, but I know I need to up my game over there on, uh, in the class and in the grass. So it, it was cool because I think that Vandy challenged me to do a lot of things way out of my comfort zone, but it was nice. And on top of that, being so far away from home, nobody knows anything about Polly's. They're asking so much about, oh, is that Hawaiians? Or do you guys, you know, when Moana came out, everything was, I was Maui. And was like, oh, you're related. It was just so much ignorance going on. That was yeah, just for sure. Hey, <laughs> we're trying, yeah, I was just trying to just take it day by day. Uh, I did, um, right before graduation or like, you know, going towards, you know, senior year, you know, a lot of different awards, you know. Preseason uh, American here, ranking the top 10 D linemen in the NCAA, uh, you know, honor roll, SEC academic honor roll, dean's list. And I started to really see, I was like, okay, once I got comfortable and I was able to kind of find my footing in, you know, at Vandy, and I was like, okay, now where do we see in the SEC? And I just wanted to make sure I took each game and to get better and better. And we're playing big names every week. Played Dak my freshman year, uh, went to Ole Miss, and everyone asked me about the biggest stadium. I was like, I like a bunch of them: South Carolina, the Swamp, Ole Miss. Um, the big one of the biggest plays I just will never forget is uh, where I started at this game. It was sophomore year. Ole Miss was ranked number three, and it was like our second game. It was like week two, um, and I ranked number three. It was like ninety-six thousand people just there. And, you know, over millions Jeez. of people watching, it was just, it was so loud that you couldn't even hear nothing. So it was just kind of, it was one of those. So that came in and, but, you know, my biggest play of like, you know, my whole college career at that point uh, was what we had just came down on the drive. It was like 13 to seven and they were about to kick a field goal. They just scored. And I think it was like, I don't know, it was like a 30 yard, 40 yard field goal or whatever. And then, you know, I was close the last couple of times before that because they were in field goal range, but they just, they, they missed it. Uh, but this one, you know, came up, it was big. I was getting close and this one, I finally blocked it. And then nice. after that, we took it down to go score uh, before the half. So it's probably one of the biggest plays. But as a sophomore, I was really feeling myself because I was yeah. like, man, like, <laughs> this is some of the stuff I used to do every day in high school, you know, every week, every other week in high school. So it was really, it felt really good to do that, you know, at that stage. Um, so that was probably the biggest thing play-wise. Probably my other thing other than school was, uh, you know, life is different in the South. Um, I pledge the best fraternity on earth, uh, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. So, you know, once I kind of extended uh, my life beyond the football team, uh, you know, got, you know, joined some acapella groups, took part in some of that. And, and seeing where I was singing wise, and I was trying to just get used to doing stuff outside of football and just school. And, you know, we're friends with, you know, some of the other student athletes because it's just us there in the summer. So I was able to establish a lot of different, you know, cool, close relationships with just student athletes on campus, but even the local schools like Belmont, Lipscomb, TSU, this. Yeah, friends all over the place. So it was actually started to cool. It was, it was kind of cool because you started to 
hang out with them, going to brunch, and we're starting to do a lot of different things where you don't just see the same people every day. Uh, Could you on the football team, but we're all pretty close and, you know, pledging in the, uh, you know, the first Black Nuclear Organization. It was different because, you know, nobody in my family even got the opportunity to get to college. So uh, to be a part of, you know, Alpha and to, you know, represent Alpha on top of representing a lot of different things, I was like, hey, uh, all I know is that I'm just kind of really establishing my legacy for, you know, my kids and my family who want to embark on this journey someday, at least to have this option. And it could be something I could talk about and, uh, you know, maybe give them some guidance on that. But those are probably some of my other biggest moments, at least before graduation and graduation itself. It was just kind of like, man, like everything was so surreal. You know, not only Nephi, the student athlete, Nephi, you know, the Psalm 1 kid, but Nephi, the old Nephi, the Alpha, Nephi could sing, Nephi could do all this. And then it started to remind me a little bit of Capital, but it, in a in an elevated way. So yeah. it's like, but about to be what, 22 and finally doing this and got to getting to hold that paper after all that hard work, man, it definitely was, it was a rewarding experience. But at the end of the day, you know, where I say I gave it up to God, but you know, I did this for, you know, me and my parents and my family too. Yeah, for sure. Well, it sounds like you made the most of every experience that came your way too. You know what I mean? Like just based on everything you've said and all the way through high school and then through college, like you, you soaked it all in and you really appreciated the moment, you know, every moment you were in, you weren't so busy looking ahead in the future or, you know, looking so far in the past, like you were, it's, it seems like you were just very present in the moment, which is a cool thing. Cause I think sometimes those moments go by so quick and we don't realize it right until it's over, but it's right. like something that you just really appreciated. So, you know, that being said, once, once college was over and once you played your last snap for, for Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, like, what was that feeling like? Cause I know for a lot of athletes that play, you know, any sport at any level, but specifically like when you start getting up to those, those higher levels where football is basically your life. Right. I right. know that, that, that transition when, when you, you know, play your last down or when you, you know, are you attend your last game, that's kind right. of a challenging thing. So what was that feeling like for you once you were, once you realized, okay, football is, football is done at this point. Yeah. Um, so I honestly, I would think of this where I kind of, you know, stepped past this and thought about, okay, what are we doing after this game? Because I think we fell, we fell into a situation where, you know, we play UT at the end of the season all the time and just, Definitely no fan of anything orange. I do not like orange, and I'm just not <laughs> anything that has to do with Knoxville itself. I hate it. Um, there you go. It's, it's just good fun. Yeah. Um, we're thinking about this game, and then we probably at the hospital of hitting one of those five to seven bowls. Uh, but we just kind of know if we didn't, that was going to be it. And I was working on a, what, just talking with my agent and uh, talking about trainings. And um, at the same time, I was doing stuff for Alpha. So there was just a lot going on. So next step stuff, I was like, man, like, you know, it was something, you know, like I said, from the beginning, sports wasn't something I wanted to do at all. So it kind of started to become more of a serious thing. You're getting closer and closer to the draft and the pros and, you know, pro day. And so, uh, after the last snap, it you know, winning at UT was probably the best game to ever end on. So that was nice. And yeah. we hadn't won at UT in about a few years before that. But so it was good to win there, to end on a win. And then, um, well, I got my agent and uh, I'm training for pro day. 
and also, you know, my shots at the next league. So I got other teams calling me to going to go do some like, you know, workouts for, you know, Tennessee. Uh, yeah, for sure. The only one we went to was Tennessee, had other ones like Cincy and uh, Tampa just calling and inquiring about like, OK, we need you to come to, you know, rookie camp and then we'll see what we can do about OTAs. So that was kind of the conversation leading up to that. But after the season was over, I want to say in like January, um, I was on the senior bowl watch list. So then I became an alternate for that um to the Reese's thing and then I was just kind of like okay well that, I mean that's cool um but the next opportunity came to play at the NFL PA Bowl so went up there and I was like okay let's do it like that's I mean I'm from California it's nice to go play at the Rose Bowl so really was nothing bad about the decision so yeah, yeah for sure it was nice uh went out there for the week bunch of interviews and we're kind of at the point where wow, this is what a college all-star game looks like that's tight like it, it was fun to see people at other schools saw some other people like you know before all this you know people are looking at me as the poly pipeline to establish that so i think i actually felt a little more comfortable that junior year when more polys you know the next set of polys after me or the next polys after me started to come to school there we we're building that relationship and kind of being able to share that uh, one to have people that you know when they came and one of my other close some of my other close friends kind of came from California and Hawaii. Uh, everyone started to see a different Nephi apparently, so it was just like Nephi around Poly. So it was kind of nice to see that, but how that translated on the field too, and then you know being able to share that experience with people in other schools or you know the Pac-12, the Big 12, Big 10, everywhere else, and, you know SEC and ACC schools. It was just kind of nice to be like, hey, like, okay, so what was it like for you? And then we're talking about stuff at the game there, so and interviewing with all the professional teams now, so all the pro scouts. So it was nice to be, you know, pampered for the week. Uh, went on to win that game. Uh, I was running with the ones all week started. Had a bunch of big plays in that game, some TFLs, PBUs, um, and then some assists and all that. So it was, a, it was a good game to end on, a good win to end on. So I was like, dang, some cool. One of the last two college games I'll ever play. And I'll go. go back to training after that. So it was nice. I was able to enjoy some time with my family in, uh, in SoCal and, and my parents and all my family who came from up here uh, down there. So it's nice to go on that. And I just think that, like, as we're thinking about it, I'm trying to finish school. You know, one semester I took 19 credits. So I was up to this mm. point because I needed to finish in four years. I just kind of wanted to not hold myself back and do that so I think at this point we're at 17 18 just because I want to take extra and just kind of be for sure and just finish this out um sure. so that semester doing that we're training doing stuff for alpha and you know there's just a lot going on in that one semester and uh so we're able to finish that went to, to after the draft was a UDFA, went to the Jets, so I went to the Jets for minicamp and played with them during the preseason and all through OTAs and all that kind of stuff. So it was nice to experience, you know, the pros for a little bit, but I started to hit the burnout, you know, a little harder than I did before. So when I got cut from there, I was like, man, I think it might be time to, to hang these up. Hmm. Um, and I just kind of see. So I was on the waiting list for a while, but then I just kind of was really waiting to go back home and start the next chapter. I was really ready to kind of open up, take a break first, but you know, 2018, 2019, even 2020, a little bit, that was just a big transition back to, okay, Nephi did all this. Now I need to see what Nephi the adult is. And so 
got my first jobs and starting to see what the work life was like and just the, the rules here in California and how they, you know, applied, you know, across the board when it came to just working in different sectors. I worked at Studio Movie Grill, Champs, and I subbed at Capital all at the same time before um, I worked at Love Sack and then, you know, came here to coach and work at Ace. So a lot of different experiences and a lot of different um you know, industries on that spectrum, but I was able to kind of build up a lot of things that, you know, use what I knew at that point as a student athlete and growing up and just kind of, you know, character wise and seeing that how that would apply to a paid position. So it was nice to see they were kind of wondering what a student athlete from one of the top schools in the country is doing over here, scrubbing the floors uh, in the movie theaters, a student movie girl, uh, and subbing back at Capitol, and then, you know, selling shoes at Champs and yeah, uh, and selling, you know, furniture at Love Sex. So it was good because I kind of think God was prepping me to kind of prepare for the next big step. And I think that literally now, you know, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at and I just feel like I got me where I'm supposed to be. And they couldn't have put me in a better place to, you know, put me in a position to succeed in a way that I could use my experience and it doesn't feel like work, but it is, but it, you know, it, it's fun. It's something different every day. So it's it just, it's nice to kind of take that next step. Yeah. That's amazing, man. That's uh, what, like I said, I already said, this, you know, earlier, but it definitely seems like you're in the right place and, and, um, you definitely have a, a big heart for the stuff that you're doing, man. So I know that a lot of people are going to benefit from it. So it's awesome that you're able to take all that experience and kind of funnel it into what you're doing. And man, you've experienced so much. It's it's one of those things where I doubt there's any student that could come to you with a question or with a a problem that you haven't encountered before. You know what I mean? Like you've had so much experience right. through your entire career and your entire life that you know you're you're in the right spot for sure, man. So I'm I'm excited to see. Uh, what you're able to do. And I'm excited that, you know, eventually when things get back to normal and that you have just a normal situation with everybody back, like what kind of crazy impact you're going to have, man. So, you know, uh, like I said, 20 minutes ago, I was going to, I was trying to be respectful of your time and I tend to get sidetracked. Oh, Sorry, man. You're good. But, uh, it's I, got, good. I got this one last question for you. It's the one we like to end on and it's, it's pretty simple, but I'm, I'm excited to hear your answer to it. It is what is character to you? And why is it so important? Uh, character to me is pretty much, well, I would say that, you know, it, it's a representation of, of the, not only yourself, but, it, you know, anybody's individual character is representation of their upbringing, their people that, you know, help them become the person that they are, and whether that's kind of a, you know, a coach impacting you or a teammate, a peer, or just somebody, you know, a fan at the game, honestly, anybody from any different part of the community uh, affects your character and you're kind of like, you know, where you're kind of, ha where your moral grounds are. And so I just think that character is an important part of life. Characters is just an important part of just kind of you being you uh, at any stage in your life. And so, uh, it's pretty important to me because I like I tell, you know, the uh, boys and girls that I, you know, I talk to every day, whether they're student athletes or regular students, like well, no matter what you do, a lot of people won't really remember the stats and all the good stuff about it, but they'll remember how you treat them. So 
uh and, and that just transcends like you know across other things so whether it's a simple conversation over the phone in person and doing the little things like having eye contact and you know your body language and what you say and how you say things it just matters and so i think that at an early age I, I, even when i didn't know it i was just like man like is it really you don't have to be a, a top recruit and be a jerk about it or or be so obnoxious and so boastful about certain things and not really you know just kind of put yourself above others and where they think that you know you're just so ignorant about things and so I'm glad I was on the other end of that and just kind of you know if uh, they're gonna uplift me hey let's they're gonna interview me let's interview everybody else that we got here because you're gonna actually find something you probably might want you didn't even know we had here and so that was just kind of my mentality and all that kind of comes from you know, your character. So I think it's just nice because you start to pick out who, who is who based on how they act. But, you know, the ones who do act right, they'll usually attract that same energy around them. And uh, you'll kind of know that, you know, another good person is not too far away. So I think it's just pretty important because it just, your character kind of outshines all the accolades and, you know, the big stuff that people usually look at, especially through social media now and how technology affects everything nowadays. So it's pretty nice to kind of relay back to like the old ways, not the old ways in terms of, uh, you know, back in the day stuff, but old ways in terms of just having a simple casual conversation and not everything being so on the media to where that people kind of forget how to interact and, you know, be, be, have a civil conversation. So that all comes from, you know, having good character and good moral grounds. Perfect, man. That's the, that's the way we're going to end this thing. That was a great answer. So, man, once again, I appreciate you uh, taking some time to, to join me and talk with me a little bit and share some of your experiences with everybody who's listening. Uh, where, can they, where can they follow you on social media? Uh, where can they follow you guys at ACE? All of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, follow me on all those different social medias, on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> you know, even Snap. Uh, easy. Uh, I can't do it, man. Uh, I can't do Snap. Yeah, well, honestly, anywhere else, you'll be okay. Nifizi has just been the name that stuck with me since I was a kid, and my dad made it up, so I felt like it was probably the best handle name that I'll keep for the rest of my life. Uh, so follow me on there and all social media tools. Um, you know, we're going to get to the Grammys one day in Fizi Apparel, and I'll be pushing out that clothing line very soon. Hey. So watch out for that. Okay. And then, I don't know, everything else, I think it was just cool. I just appreciate you, Josh. Everything. Like, this is just it was good to reflect on a lot of those things and, and just kind of be in a good light and to be able to share that, you know, with you and everybody at character combine. So you got to come back and visit when things open up and come see the suite now. Yeah, man, for sure. We, Hey man, we appreciate you too. And, uh, we appreciate you just the, like I said, man, the positivity that you, you put out there in the world, man, we need it. And we, especially right now, man. And, uh, right. we just need it more and more every single day. And, and I know the students and the student athletes need that, man. So we appreciate you, appreciate you too. Uh, you guys can follow us at on instagram at character combine on twitter at sports character on facebook at character combine we've got a few things on youtube from former or previous events and uh also i I mentioned this in the last episode but make sure you guys check out our coaching page on facebook we just started that a, a couple weeks ago basically it's just a group of coaches um who have a desire to get connected to other like-minded coaches who want to make character a priority on and off the field so 
uh, it's a, it's a little bit easier to interact with us there than it is on our page. So, you know, we want to, we want to interact with you guys more, uh, in the group. So definitely if you know any coaches that want to be a part of that and are doing great things, join the group and let's, let's kind of get to know each other. So Nephi, man, we appreciate it once again and, uh, stay safe and stay healthy, man. No problem. God bless. Appreciate y'all.